0: you go are you going to push your car around? Uh,
1: I'm on my couch.
0: You're getting your jug workout right?
1: Yeah so I have like I bought um, I some like emergency water because my mom was like you need all the things for the quarantine.
0: Marla you can't see it but Craig just took a big old swig of his Popeyes so you know there's that. <laughs> Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. We are best practicing our social distancing here. Say hi, Craig. Say hi, Marley. Hey. For those of you just listening and not watching here, I am in the studio. Brett Barron's here. And Craig Schote is at his apartment. Marley Weirda is at her apartment. But we wanted to bring him in here because we're a visual element. So... We've got our bobblehead boxes. Craig, I stole these from you, and you aren't aware of this yet, but I stole two bobblehead boxes that were under Craig's desk. They're full of dust. I've got two picture frames that have pictures of my kids and my family in them, and then we mounted two phones on here, on those frames, that they're FaceTiming in. We're doing our part. It's what we can do. Craig's been working from home a couple of days a week while he's not anchoring on the weekends Marley's been home for three straight weeks now as of today Marley quick check how you doing have you been outside have you talked to anybody else in person in three weeks
1: um yeah it's been interesting uh I have been outside the weather's been great lately so I've been um going on like my old man walks every now and then um And then I do, I see a couple of my friends every now and then, but you know, with with caution and and all that, and avoiding uh, big groups. So that's kind of the gist here.
0: Craig, how's your social distancing, working from home a couple of days a week going for you?
2: Good, I'm going outside, going on walks. Uh, Other than that, I'm on the couch, when I'm not working, on the couch
0: playing video games. It's a good Mm -hmm. life if you can get it, right? (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, we wanted to get back on the 31 podcast here It's been a couple of weeks since we've been on uh, last week It was just kind of crazy as we're all trying to figure out this new norm here of what life is about in the unforeseen future We don't know how long this is gonna go on and so we've been working really hard here at WCIA 3 to keep our content up to continue telling good feature stories and that's kind of been our bread and butter here, but there has been some news and just within the last hour here or so, Illinois announces that women's basketball coach Nancy Faye gets a two year extension. And this comes maybe a little bit of a surprise to some people because she has not fared very well, at least on the court success. Thirty and sixty one overall in three years, four and forty eight in the Big Ten. So Craig, Marley, let's get your initial reactions. Craig, you go first.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a not a whatever move, but at the same time, it kind of is. I mean, what what's the better option here? Um, I don't think they wanted her contract to run out and to where you have to make that decision when she's technically without a contract. doesn't help recruiting. So I think this is a recruiting move to show recruits that um, she's going to be here and she's going to be the head coach for the next uh, four or five years, whatever the extension was. Um, but, yeah, she's, she's had uh, some trouble. But if you want improvement she has improved the win total yes it's by one every year but she has improved the win total so she can start getting some players that maybe they can turn this thing around
0: yeah and i yeah. think go ahead molly
1: yeah, yeah i i agree with craig in the sense that um i think it's good as far as establishing a little bit of uh consistency for the program because i'm i'm really not a fan of you know programs or schools that like okay after three bad seasons they like give the coach the boo and it's it's hard to build a program that way and and I think consistency um is really important and like Craig said just a big uh move as far as recruiting because she, she wants you know if in the next couple of years it'll be all of her recruits that are coming in to to the school versus like when she was coming in to like take over a program. So I think you know a coach if they want to if they're going to be here a long time they need at least you know uh, a couple years to kind of build a program. So and then she's also bringing on uh, Scott Merritt is a new uh, like assistant or associate coach. So I think um, that's also a change that could be um, you know for the better for the team.
0: I 100% agree with both of you in that, and I think this is a move from Josh Whitman just to provide some stability for the long term. And look, it's going to take a long time to get this turned around. Historically, Illinois women's basketball has not been good in several decades. Their last winning season was 2013. The last time they played the NCAA tournament was 2003. So we're not dealing with a lot of high expectations here, but I do think that it's going to take some time. And just from three seasons alone, in a tough Big Ten, I'm not sure that's good enough to fully evaluate a program that uh, really has been struggling for an extended period of time. So it's way different in my eyes than football or men's basketball. You're two cows of of what you're doing. you're, You're money makers there. And so it's not that I don't think Josh Whitman cares. I just think that he he realizes this was a long-term investment in nancy Faye. it's going to take a lot longer and for me it's all about recruiting and marley you can speak to this as a former college athlete craig and i are still sitting here you know just looking to you for college athlete things because we never were but as a college athlete i mean you want to know that your coach is going to be there right you sign up for a coach in large part for a program right i mean isn't that huge into that. I mean, if, if you're going out and trying to sell something and your coach is not going to be there to me, that's a huge black eye of, of your ability to go sell a program.
1: Yeah. 100%. Um, and it, I actually had an interesting experience, um, playing college volleyball. Cause we had a coaching change, um, after my, my sophomore year and that kind of, um, like disrupted the program a little bit. I think it, it ended up being, for the better, but you know, it, it was a, a big learning curve that we just kind of had to go through um, with you know, players leaving, they didn't feel like this new coach was the right fit for them, and and yeah, you know, it, it was just kind of like things burst into flames for a little bit, um, and that learning curve was just kind of you know, tough, tough to go through. So, um, yeah, I think you know, when I had initially. Committed. I was expecting, you know, to have the same coach all four years, but, but things happen, and, uh, you know, I think we made a good job of adjusting to it, um, and I think other programs, you know, can, can do the same, but that, again, it's it's kind of tough when uh, you don't expect it and, and things like that happen.
0: Craig, how much of this is just women's basketball draws a thousand a night, if that Josh Whitman has a lot of other priorities. He, if he can lock up Nancy Faye for whatever that cost may be, and it's through 24, 25 season, which seems like a long time from now, but you know she's going to be here for the next five years in a sense. Is that just him saying, "Look, I know this is going to take time. It's not a huge priority to me"? Or how do you kind of analyze what this move means from Josh Whitman's standpoint?
2: Yeah, if that's not the main reason, then it's up there. I don't want to put anything in Josh, any words in Josh's mouth, but. I think it's a program that he kind of just wants to have her in place and kind of not care about. Not necessarily put it on the back burner, but it's not the program that's on the top of his priority list. And Nancy Faye and Josh Whitman have a past relationship. They were both at WashU together, um, so she's coached under him before, and they trust each other. They have a good relationship. Nancy, look, Nancy Fay had, had proved everything she could at Division 3 Multiple-time national champion, five seasons, I think. She's a Hall of Fame coach. I could see why she came here. She wanted to try her hand at the top level in Division One, and she's going to take them lumps. And if she doesn't get it turned around, okay, she can fall back on that Wash U career that is incredible. That resume is amazing. Um, so I think Josh just wants to have her in place and, and kind of be like, all right, I trust Nancy. We're good there. I can put my resources
0: and all my focus, most of my focus, in other programs. I, I 100% agree with that. And it's not that he doesn't care, right? I think right. it's just that he trusts Nancy. He's he's investing. He's, he's you know putting more stock into the fact that this was a long-term project to begin with and that he trusts her. There's no one else that he's going to trust more than her. That's kind of how I viewed this whole thing. Even from the start when – he hired Nancy Fay, and we were kind of like, "Is this gonna work at a D three to D one?" And it was nothing to do with basketball. And I love Nancy to begin with; she's great to us in the media. I think she's a fantastic basketball coach. But for me, it's all about recruiting. Can she recruit? She's got to go recruit more size in the front court. She's got to continue to go out and get players that can win in the Big Ten. It really is no different than the men's side. But, you know. You just got to get talent and that's where we've seen Illinois basketball on the men's side really take off You get a couple of coaches that can come in and attract talent See also Orlando Antigua and here Illinois is with a bounce-back 21 and 10 season All right, let's start diving into that men's basketball side a little bit two transfers one Absolutely shocked everybody one did not Alan Griffin announces it would have been uh, last Monday that he is leaving the program and then Tevian Jones a day later says hey, I'm out as well. I feel like this was very expected from Tevian. How shocked were you guys that Allen decided to pack up and go somewhere else? Marley, go first.
1: Yeah, I would, yeah, that's the best way to put it. I was shocked. I think, like, we just started to see the rise of his career at Illinois. His freshman year, you know, kind of had some flashes here and there. And then, you know, this year was just, spectacular for him and, and he showed a lot of potential for where he could have possibly gone with this program um, you know next year he maybe you know could have been competing for one of those those starting spots but even you know when we would talk to him about that you know like oh do you do you want to start You're, you know producing this much off the bench but um, you know to him it was he always expressed it as you know it doesn't it doesn't matter if I'm you know in the starting line or not like I'm playing I'm contributing it doesn't matter to me but if it you know it comes down to wanting to start or whatever it may be um, I feel like that's what a lot of um, the internet is saying and Twitter is like oh well you know he left because he probably wasn't gonna start or, or something along those lines I just um, I don't know yeah I, I was shocked and I think you know it could have been a really good career here for him regardless so
0: Craig do you think that had anything to do with starting because I Look, I thought he had a really, really good chance to start next year. You know, if I was pinning a starting lineup next year, I'd have him in it in some form or fashion. There's personal reasons right, everyone's entitled to those. It sounds like it was a personal issue. Look, we don't know. I'm not going to try and speculate about why he's leaving. But it, it at least on the court never made sense to me why he would leave right now and potentially have to sit out. That's the other thing too is he willing to sit out for a year if this transfer waiver doesn't go through. And right now, we don't know that. Mm
2: -hmm. As far as where I'm seeing this, I feel like it's a more personal thing. Um, When I was out at Penn State after the game and after the win, a lot of his family was both at Rutgers and Penn State, and his family tried to get down into the tunnel under the, the exit by the Illinois locker room, and they weren't allowed in. And Allen was right there like, hey, they're with me. They can come in here. And the security was like, no, no one is allowed out out here. And he got pretty upset. So he's close with his family. And his sister plays at UConn. His brother is going to play at Duke next year. So I think he just wanted to be – we'll see where he goes. Now, if he doesn't go to the East Coast, then this theory is completely wrong. But I think he just wanted to be a little bit closer. Um, As far as the starting next year – it would be between him and, I. Like, are you going to take DeMonte out? Because I think Curbelo is going to come in and start. Trent's going to start. Kofi's going to start if he's back. I, I mean, maybe Georgie is out as well. But then you'd have to start Griffin at the four. So maybe that starting spot wasn't as guaranteed as it first seemed to be. But my big thing is, what was Illinois's weakness this year? It was behind the arc. Who was their best player behind the arc? It was Allen Griffin. And even Tevian Jones, that's what he. one of the things he was known for. Was a shooter. He didn't generally show it, but he didn't have an opportunity this year. So I think that's where it's going to hurt the most. Not that he was a, a, a potential starter, it was that he was a guy that consistently hit the three, and they're not going to have that now next year. Uh, but I'm with you guys. I was completely stunned. I didn't think it was going to happen. But um, like Brad said in the teleconference, they got some guys that they can. Uh, they're leaning on that they can. They can come in and produce.
0: And Brad said all along he doesn't care who starts but let's be honest the kids care, right? I mean you can't tell me that the kids don't care that they're in the starting lineup or not because we're all human I think that's important You know, you want to see in the box score that you got that little asterisk next to your name that you were a starter You want to say I'm a starter on the basketball team Not everyone's an Andres Feliz and I'm not trying to call out Alan here for a bad attitude or anything But like Andres just got it right he I honestly believe he didn't care if he was in the starting lineup or not and I But not everyone's cut from that same cloth. And so, look, for some kids, that matters. Maybe it mattered to Allen. I don't know. The big question now, like you mentioned, Craig, and this is just so important for Illinois, you just lost your best three-point shooter, 41% from the field this year. How are you going to replace that? And even if you go on the grad transfer route, that's probably a mid-major guy. And you have two transfers right now that are not D1-proven players, in a sense, right? So, a high-major D1, I should say. The other one's D3. So you're taking a gamble on that either way. Who's going to make all the threes next year? Who, yeah? <laughs>
2: Craig, go. Um, uh, Adam Miller, going to have to come in and, and contribute from behind the arc. Um, and a, a sleeper, DeMonte. I mean, the last month of the year, did he miss a three-pointer? <laughs> I mean, he shot the ball really well, so, so he can come in. Um, Trent has to, has to get back to the way he was um, so those two, are the three off the top of my head that, that come to mind that could potentially step in Now, are they going to shoot as well as Allen did uh, probably not, I think he's 41% yeah yeah, 41% I don't know if anyone's going to hit that but uh, those are three guys that I think are capable of doing it two of the three in Miller and Frazier need to do it, but DeMonté if he can that's a, that's a plus
0: Right, and, but you're putting a lot of pressure on guys that are, other than Trent, we've seen it from Trent, and he actually led the team in threes made this year, but mm-hmm. Allen had a better percentage, which I'll take the percentage over the made threes all day long, because Trent was at like 30% this year, a high efficiency shooter, but didn't make a lot of them in a sense, you know, for as many attempts as he took. So my point in all of it is you're just relying on a lot of unproven guys there to make the three, and it's still early. Look, it's April. I get it. There's a lot of moves that can be made between now and you know when we get back to school. Hopefully we get back to school, right, at this point. Who knows? But is it fair, Marley, in your eyes that Illinois fans are questioning this a little bit in terms of the three-point shot?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, going off uh, you know, just Trent Frazier and what, what Craig said, I remember when I first – got here um in Champaign I remember like you know because I I kind of came into I came to Champaign and I didn't really know a ton about um the basketball team or or the program or just the history of it and I was like impressed with Trent Frazier because I was like oh wow he was pinned to me as like the three-point shooter of the team and I think this year he totally just like I, I don't know I didn't see as much of it as maybe I had saw um his his sophomore year so um and I know this year it was kind of a little bit more of him trying to find his his way defensively um but he'll definitely be somebody that needs uh to step up next year and um you know it's it's his his final season and and you know maybe he'll he'll be that guy for the Illini again, but uh certainly concerning I can't imagine what you know. Brad Underwood is thinking about all this. I know he spoke um, to the media um, recently just um, about this situation, but he seemed to be, you know, just kind of in, in good spirits and and feeling like he was going to be able to, to handle it and, you know, whatever, whatever it may be what he needs to do to, to get this program back back on track, I guess.
0: And he's in good spirits because there's going to be a 1,000-plus guys in the portal, and he's going to have his pick essentially of, of who he wants. And he said he can be selective in a in – a, way i agree with that and and another way i have my reservations about that you know because look when you're getting transfers they want usually especially on the grad transfer market they want to have a star role they want the opportunity to shine and if they're coming in and all they're playing is a role you really have a select amount of guys that are willing to do that in my eyes and so you know look there's a ton of guys out there there's a ton of time between now and then I think it's interesting, though, Craig, that they were targeting a guard way before Allen said that he was transferring, which just tells me that they knew that he was going to leave. Do they get two transfers? Will they pick up a guard and a four? To me, the four seems more important at this point than a two guard.
2: Um, I think a lot depends on Brandon Weston. Because there's talk that he could reclassify to this class if they get to commit and and he comes in uh, in this class, then they only can take one, because they only have two open scholarships. Now, that's assuming Io leaves, the whole scholarship situation, so there's just a lot of down here that we don't know how they're going to fall yet, uh, but I think if you have open scholarships this late, unless it's a Brandon Weston-type uh, reclassified to this class, I think you take the Glenn transfer, because that scholarship opens back up after one year, and it doesn't it's not a burden, I don't, I don't think that's the right word, but it's not another player taken away from next year's scholarship, if, if I'm making sense.
0: Yeah, but we really haven't seen Brad Underwood use many grad transfers. And that's the other thing that's been interesting to me, is he last year he took the sit-out transfer route with Austin Hutchison and Grant, Jacob Grandison, I, I don't know. Is he going to try something new at this point? You know, they definitely went after the grad transfers last year. TJ Holyfield, I thought, would have been perfect for this team this year and probably would have made them, you know, a legit Big Ten title contender the whole year. You know, I, I don't know. I think there's just a lot of questions right now about what approach they're going to take. And I'm wondering if they're even fully for sure, because like you mentioned, look, so much of this hinges on what Io does. And the longer this COVID-19 pandemic goes on, the more it just muddies the water for me, and it certainly has to for Io about his decision. Marley, how much are you thinking now that it's possible we could see Io back next year?
1: Yeah. I, and it's so hard to say because everything about this whole situation is that it's unknown you know everybody that I've talked to all the coaches the players everyone that I've interviewed these past couple of weeks is everyone just doesn't know how to handle anything because we don't know how long this situation is going to be for and and what's going to result uh, because of it and I, I can see it really going either way um, you know if he decides to declare for the NBA draft great Um, but at the same time, you know, with the possibility of, uh, just postponements and and him not being able to, um, compete at the combine, he didn't get a chance to go to the NCAA tournament and, and show what he was able to do at that level. So I think that kind of, um, you know, hinders, um, whatever chance, like, not that he was, not a draft pick to begin with but he probably could have improved his stock certainly um if he had some of these opportunities that now kind of uh dissipated as a as a result of this coronavirus thing
0: craig i was a hundred percent on board like there was no chance i was coming back three weeks ago you know even with all this whatever happens i thought i was gone and good for him go make some money dude go be on an nba roster play the g-league whatever you got to do go get that guaranteed money now three weeks later man, I'm starting to think Craig there's a real chance that he is strongly considering coming back and we may see him as a junior in Champaign
2: I think it's whatever he values more if he wants to be a pro he has earned every right to go be a pro Um, but he came here wanting to get to the NCAA tournament he didn't do that Um, Illinois did not make the NCAA tournament they would have but they did not so if he thinks that he's Done everything he can here and he wants to go start his pro career with those unknowns. Look, he, he would get his chance. chance. Uh someone, someone would take a chance. He would not go undrafted. It might be in the a second round, mid, late second round because of the unknowns. But I think he played his way into a late first, early second round pick. Had there been a tournament, I don't think he would have disappointed anybody. So I think someone will give him a chance in the NBA. So at, that, at this point, it's just a matter of what he values more. Does he want to start his pro career, or does he want to come back to Illinois and take them to the NCAA tournament next year? Because if he comes back, and if Adam Miller signs, this team could win the Big Ten next year. They could be a top four, top three, two seed in the NCAA tournament if Io comes back. If he does that, he will be remembered as one of the greatest Illinois basketball players to ever come through here. So it's just a matter of what he values at this point.
0: And I I don't just... Go ahead, Marla.
1: In the sense that, you know, if you have the chance... If it was me, I mean, obviously I'm not in his shoes, but I think I would probably... You know, declare for the draft. Just because you never know what can happen. If you have the chance to go and make a million dollars playing the sport that you love, I hands down you should do it. And you know, you never know. He could next year, you know, get injured or whatever it may be, and, and that could hurt his chances. So if he has the chance now and and he has a good chance, maybe he should do it. And I think. To the just the small injury that he um, had against uh michigan state where it looked like he went down and almost like tore his acl i don't know how he was fine after that because it it looked like a seriously gruesome injury but i think maybe that kind of put things in perspective for him too in a sense that okay you never know when when your career can can be over so if you have the chance you know maybe maybe you should go and this whole coronavirus thing too like their season was cut short so maybe that might be an extra push um for him to, to move on but um, I think it would be it would be great if he did come back because that would make it a lot of fun um, for us just to watch the team and
0: all that yeah and I'm on board with you 100% with that that's why I thought there was no way he was coming back because look even if you can get drafted a lot of these second round picks now are guaranteed money at least for a year or two and so look you should go do that I think even Brad underwood would tell him look if you can get guaranteed money go the The complicated part is, is if you can't get evaluated here and if the draft is in august let's say how tough does that make it on the illinois staff and what they're trying to do you're saving scholarships i don't know there's just a lot to this that makes it really really tough for io for his family for illinois and then the fans obviously are just wanting to know and i look we're going to know by the end of the month i think the uh, draft uh commit or you know to say you're going out for the draft even if you intend, you know, to keep your options open is April 25th or 26th. And so uh, if that doesn't change, we're going to know by the end of this month, whether he's going to declare or not. And I expect him to. And then by June, if the draft doesn't change mid-June, he's going to have to decide if he's uh, staying in the draft or not. Uh, Craig, you had a couple names that you thought transfer-wise and look, Illinois has been interested in a ton. That doesn't surprise me. They're going to send feelers out all over the place. Uh, but you had a couple names that kind of intrigued you about guys that could come in and potentially be transfers.
2: Yeah, the biggest names with the most the most buzz right now, a couple guys from Chicago or have Chicago ties, uh, a guy from is and Fred Scott. Um, they're, they're, these, these are both stretch four guys, and then a uh, guy from Western Michigan, Brandon Johnson, are the two names that on the grad transfer that a lot of people seem to be linking Illinois to. Now look, there are tweets all the time going out that so-and-so grad transfer has heard from these schools, and I feel like I see Illinois on that list more than I don't see Illinois on the list. So they're sending out a lot of feelers. Also, I thought it was interesting. I know we're talking grad transfers, but DJ Carton to Illinois has seemed to – those two names have seemed to paired up quite a bit, which intrigues me because he's a point guard, and they've got a lot of point guards on the roster. So um, seeing his name and Illinois linked up was uh, – my, my feelers went like huh that's
0: interesting to me yeah that would be something because he is a big time recruit top 20 recruit in the country if I remember right from last season went to Ohio State had some mental health issues decided to leave the program sounded like he was going to go back to Columbus but then announces he's transferring I think that might muddy up some of the waters too between Adam Miller and there's just a whole bunch of guards in there if -hmm. he didn't have to sit out I think that would Really make it complicated if he did have to set out then Trent Frazier leaves and maybe it's not quite as murky with that the other name out there too, guys Khalil Whitney I, I, Craig have you heard Marley? I don't know. I, I I haven't seen anything if he's going pro or not My last thing I saw was that he was still thinking about staying in college Man, that would be a heck of a get too for the Alani.
2: Last I heard on that was I think uh, one of our buddies over at 93.5 ESPN interviewed Nick Urban, who is the Mac Urban Fire head coach, and he didn't know what Khalil was going to do, but he said that whatever he did, uh, this come from Nick Urban, whatever decision he made, he would be ready for. Um, is the talent an NBA ready for Khalil right now? I don't know. He didn't really get to show it off at Kentucky. Um, didn't really get an opportunity, but the potential, I think, is definitely there. He's another guy that... I think NBA teams would love to get on the roster just to see what he could bring. Because uh, he was a top 10 recruit, I think. So the talent's yeah. definitely there. Just, it's just a matter of what he wants to do.
0: I remember watching him on the EYBL circuit a couple of years ago, and you're just like, my gosh, this guy is unbelievable. But, you know, we'll see. It certainly didn't surprise anyone that he went to Kentucky out of that. All right. Well, it always seems to talk about hoops here, and that's just the way Illinois fans want it. Um <laughs> Your overall impressions, though, Marley, of just where we're going, where we've been the last three weeks. It seems like it's been a month. It's really only been three weeks of this coronavirus. But I think we're all inside a lot. We're all trying to figure out how to get a new normal in our lives. And I think time just slows down a lot of the time. What's your sense, though? Are fall sports going to be affected by this? I know there's a lot of unknowns, but, you know— further we go along here, Marley, the more I start to think this is going to be longer than just, you know, June, let's say. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard that we're not even like over the curve yet. Like we haven't even hit the peak and it's been, you know, a couple weeks at this point, and, and I feel like every day, like it just keeps you know, things keep progressing worse and worse and worse. I actually have, um, like, friends over in Europe and and I've been talking to them and they're kind of, you know, a couple weeks ahead of of where we are Um, and they say that everything is is still the same with the shutdowns and and everything. And I think, you know, there's a very strong possibility that that fall sports get postponed just because everything at this point has been so far pushed back that it, it seems like, you know, when when fall rolls around, people are going to need time to plan. I mean, I can't imagine, like, all of the the logistics that go into, you know, a football game and and staffing it and and getting ready and and just taking care of all those different things and with maybe a shortened amount of time that they might get, um, definitely a possibility that, you know, fall sports – I think fall sports will still happen. Um, I think there's a very big possibility that they are postponed. Also think that there might be a possibility of um just playing without um fans, like kinda how we saw initially with uh, you know, the NCAA um tournament not allowing fans and the Big Ten tournament not allowing fans maybe something on that end. But I mean, for the sake of, of the sports department and us, I really hope that, you know, everything goes <laughs> as planned
0: everything trickles down from the top right craig so we had the nba on that wednesday announcing that they were postponing it, their season and then it all just goes down from there the olympics postpone a year and that really i think set the bar for everyone else into august right because the olympics are at the end of july into august yeah craig do you feel like that these fall sports are going to be postponed and if they are going to have a change like these athletic departments simply can't afford not to have football. I mean, what might that look like?
2: Yeah, I mean, at this point, unless something changes, I don't see fall sports starting on time Um, because we're already shut down here through April. Um, I, I, I just don't see it. I mean, training camp for Illinois football starts July, late July.
0: Yeah, usually it's like July 31st, August 1st, 2nd, somewhere around in there. The last couple of years, that's been the start date.
2: Yeah, so for us to hit that, you would have to think that – I mean we have to be certain in this country that this thing is not is either gone or under control enough by that point, and that is four months, three months away. I, I just don't – I don't see it. Um, I, I, I think these fall sports are – Probably not going to start on time. NBA I thought was interesting uh, yesterday or earlier March 31st. I'm looking at a tweet from Sports Center saying that the NBA is talking about having their entire postseason in Las Vegas, just the teams, and that would be in June, late June. So I, I just don't see it ending anytime soon, and it has to be so safe for us to get back to normal. I don't see it starting anything in the fall starting on time,
0: and I'm right there with both of you. I I think this is going to be a huge implication on 2020 and the entire sports calendar, not just March Madness being canceled. The NBA has said mid June, I think it was June 15th, the earliest that they're going to get back. And so, you know, if the top level pro sports aren't getting back until then, this is why I've said all along with the high school stuff. I just can't see how high schools are going back to school number one and how the IHSA is saying that they're still optimistic about a spring sport happening because at this point, the Olympics are canceled. So you're telling me that they're going to run the high school kids out there? Look, I understand it's a different scale. There's different planning that goes into it that's not near the stage of the Olympics. But for me, I just think this has so many bigger implications on the sports world than just through april 30th when our quarantine is scheduled to end for now i mean how do you guys feel about the high school season
1: Uh, not optimistic at all um i think you know everything has been because we were supposed to be you know whatever they said like okay until april 7th is like this mandatory self-quarantine social distancing and now it's okay now it's still the end of the month then it's gonna it's gonna keep going and going and going and um I, I don't see high schoolers going even back to school and then playing sports for that matter. I think, you know, everything, like you said, right, follows suit of kind of the the bigger professional sports and the Olympics. And, and it, it would just be, you know, I, not that it would look, it would kind of look bad by the IHSA if they're like, okay, the Olympics are canceled, but here, let's have the, you know, state track and field meet. And I think, um, you know, it's it's really sad for for a lot of the high school athletes and i know many of them are, are staying optimistic maybe there might be the small chance that they can you know play like their club sports in the summer but um as far as their you know regular high school season
0: um i don't see it happening yeah and craig i come in ihsa executive director craig anderson for trying to be positive here but at some point it's just false hope that's how i view it <laughs>
2: Totally, it's completely false hope. There's no way that any sports can take place in the next two months. Would it be for the for the high school calendar? I think baseball state, baseball and softball states, the first week of June. I think for three A, four A. I I don't see it. It, it anyway. I I I understand why the IHSA is doing it, and I kind of agree with it. Just keep postponing, keep postponing until you have to cancel. Um, but uh, they're delaying the inevitable I know they want to give these guys these players these boys and girls a sense of hope but I, I just don't see it and I feel so bad because college like the incident, it can grant you another year of eligibility to finish out your career if you want it that's not going to happen with these high schoolers I know Brett you talked to Bailey Dowling she's 11 home runs away from the national record And she's not going to get a chance to break that, which she definitely would have broken it had they played. So I feel so bad for her among many, many other high schoolers that I just don't think their senior seasons or the 2020 season is going to
0: happen. And for me, it all comes down to the governor just saying, hey, you're not going back to school the rest of the year. Whenever that happens, it's probably going to be a couple of weeks before I would expect J.B. Pritzker to come out and say that school's canceled for the rest of the year. But I completely Expect a quick shutdown of Say, 10 minutes after the governor announces that.
1: Mm-hmm. Most definitely.
0: All right. What else we got here, guys? It's uh, kind of been a crazy time. You know, We talked at the start of this 3-in-1 podcast about how you guys are dealing with it. We haven't seen each other. <laughs> we all haven't been in the sports office for three weeks now together. I'm going to remember that Friday for a long time when I told Marley, hey, you got to leave. See ya. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to see you next. Uh, I just keep going back to this and it almost doesn't seem real in a sense, you know, because by the grace of God, I'm healthy. My family's healthy. I, Craig and Marley are both healthy guys. I mean, I hope your families are too, but like it's, it's almost like it hasn't hit home yet in a sense, other than the sports world. And for me, sports are such a huge part of my life. It's just been so weird to not have this. You know, turn on the TV and there's golf on on Sunday. For me, that's a huge thing on Sundays. You're outside with the kids. I got the TV on in the garage. Maybe you're grilling, whatever else. You know, golf is going to be on. The Masters not being on next weekend. I mean, that's really going to hit home for me. What are the events for you guys that are going to, you know, say like, hey, this is this is for real? Craig? Um, I guess it would have already started. Uh, I just love
2: the fact that there was a baseball game on every day of the week. Um, particularly the Cardinals I could turn on any day of the week unless it was an off day I could turn on a Major League Baseball game and on the Cardinals off days I would turn on a different baseball game um, and I can't do that they're showing all of these old games but it's just not because you know what's going to happen it's not the same as a live sporting event for me um, but other than that, other than not having live sports my day to day is pretty much the same Uh, I've been grilling and going outside and going on walks, and other than not being able to watch live sports, nothing for me has really been that much different. Yeah.
1: Um, I think, too, like, just these past couple of weeks have been, not like, well, because they've they've been hectic in a way, because we're all just trying to adjust and, and figure out and troubleshoot and, you know, just try and get this new normal together that I've almost just kind of like forgotten about it because I've still been, you know, busy and, and doing things. Um, but then the other day I was looking on, um, like Snapchat and one of the wait every, like sometimes it'll, it'll pop up with like a little memory, like, Oh, this is what happened in, you know, March. I was like, Oh, I was was at a basketball game, I don't know, I just, I kind of like got a little depressed, I was like, this, you know, what, what, I don't know what I'll do if, if, you know, the fall, if they cancel fall sports, you know, that would, uh, or if they postpone them like very, very far into like fall or winter, like that, I don't know. Um, it's just it's, it's a crazy time And I think for me too is like not being able to actually like play sports because I play a lot of volleyball and You know, I was in like a rec league and then just not even being able to do that Like if, if I couldn't watch sports fine, but if I can play them like okay At least I have that but just not even being able to do that is kind of crazy
0: Crazy times for sure, but you know, we're we're surviving We're trying to figure out a, a new way and and we're all healthy and I think that's the biggest thing, and I hope everyone listening is, is healthy as well, and your family is doing well, and we'll get through this eventually. It's just the unknowns. And the other thing for me, guys, is that it stopped so quick. It wasn't something where we had time to plan for or anything else, in a sense. We knew this was going on around the world. But from the sports aspect, which is a huge part of our lives, we work in sports for a living, you know, it was just the, hey, this is it. It's over. That Thursday, NCAA tournament, done. Rest of the spring sports, done. That's it. And it's all started to kind of take effect here the last three weeks from that. All right, anything else you guys want to add?
2: We want to talk about Jamal Walker?
0: Yeah, we could talk about Jamal a little bit in that as well. And, look, it didn't surprise me. You know, I I like Jamal. I think he's been great to us in the media. Uh, He's been really good to me in the last seven, six, seven years I've been here. I guess it would be seven seasons I've covered the team. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him. I, I think that's the biggest thing I take away from it is he goes to the The desert and Grand Canyon and he put in some good time here I thought he got a little unfortunate in a sense because he did get some good commits He got some good signees in that sense, too, you know, and they, those were his guys I mean, Mark Smith was his guy, you know, and it didn't work out, but he still got him here, you know Jeremiah Tillman was his guy. He I mean he recruited Jeremiah Tillman in eighth grade You know, and Tillman signed here, and you got to give credit to Jamal for that. Now, it didn't end up working out. He didn't come on campus, but, like, he still signed, you know, and I think there's a lot that goes into that. Malcolm Hill, another one of those guys that Jamal was right there for.
2: Yeah, my thoughts on Jamal um, didn't change, but my respect for him went up when Gross was fired and Jamal took over the team and coached them through that NIT. Man, I was impressed with the way he handled everything about that situation. Um, He got him a couple wins. Um, post-game press conferences where he, he was really well-spoken and and i thought all right this guy's gonna be a head coach someday um and to keep him on staff i think was the right decision i loved it he, jamal's been great to us like brett said um the thing i'm gonna miss the most is his little boy braylon in the crowd playing his little trombone um We always get shots of Braylon in the crowd if you ever watch our highlights of uh, Braylon playing a little trombone with the uh, Illini pep band, and uh, Braylon always puts a smile on everyone's face, so um, a good spot for Jamal and and his family. Uh, I was out there at Grand Canyon back in November for the the game, the best college basketball environment I have ever been in, probably ever will be in, Um, so a good spot for him under a good coach um, and uh, a, a good university. It's got some clout now after a successful couple of seasons.
1: I like that word, clout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, like, you know, everybody has, like, people make decisions on, you know, what's the best for them personally in their career. And I think, um, you know, that that was just a, a good move um, for it. Like, in the sense, he kind of got um, demoted in a way uh, this past season. So, you know, on to the next step no hard feelings we'll miss you yeah, we'll miss Braylon um, especially Craig when you said that I, was, I got a little
0: sad I was like oh yeah We're not gonna anymore and that was the other thing too that stuck out to me Jamal did more than just coach basketball here with the epilepsy awareness you know mm-hmm. his son dealing with that and, and trying to you know carry on and, and do his best to get back to the community and, and support his son with that I, I thought was really telling of, of who Jamal is on and off the court Alright, we've been going a while here, guys, but here's the thing. We get three minutes a night. We don't have much time to talk <laughs> during the sports cast. And especially now as we've been doing some more of these longer format stories, which I love. I, I'm absolutely a huge fan of getting to showcase our stories and, and the people's stories, you know, in the community because that's what really matters our stories, especially at times like this. And so I feel like the you know, we've done a couple of these now. Some pods are 10 minutes, you jump on, whatever. We've been talking, but hey, I'm okay with that because I think we got things to share and and this gives us an opportunity to do that. So any final thoughts, guys? Um, Are you guys going to go out on your driveway and, and push cars to get a workout in? <laughs> Craig, you go. Are you going to push your car around? <laughs> no, I'm staying on my couch. That's great. I I will not be pushing my car around. Uh, my workout lately has been consisting of being at home in the morning and trying to keep my kids quiet while my wife is working from home. And so with my six and a half, four and a half, and five month old, and my five month old loves to be held. And so you put him down, he starts crying. You just got to hold him, bounce him all day long. So you know I'm, I'm gonna get my arm workouts holding the five month old who's up to 18 pounds now. So you know I'm gonna stick with that, Marley. You're getting your jug workout, right? Yeah, so I have, like,
1: I bought, um, some, like, emergency water, because my mom was like, you need all the things for the quarantine, and I'm like, okay. like, toilet,
0: you gotta get toilet paper, right?
1: And, and my toilet paper, yeah, because, <laughs> but yeah, so I bought a, a jug of water, um, just, like, in case, and I saw all of, like, the football players, like, if you haven't seen it yet, go on Twitter and just look at, you know, the, the Illinois, um, football team Twitter for all of our listeners um, because they're doing some crazy stuff. They're getting creative, doing whatever they can with their workouts. Um, so I spoke to Lou Hernandez, the head strength and conditioning coach um, this week, and I was like, Lou, you gotta see my dumbbell, and I held up my my jug of water. I think it's... Here, I'll show you guys, too. Ugh. It's, um... And I thought thing of spring water. It probably weighs, like, 30 pounds, whatever it may be, so... There it is. But um, no car pushing for me. And I don't know if you guys saw the one today. I forget who it was. But he was like doing presses with a, like the basketball hoop in his driveway.
0: Yeah, it's Karan Taylor.
2: Yeah, nuts. That's nuts.
0: Marla, you can't see it, but Craig just took a big old swig of his Popeyes. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> that's where I'll be. That's, that's where Craig's uh, gotten the Popeyes. <laughs> hey, right, you're turning your back on Chick-fil-A though? Come on now
2: chick-fil-a a long time
0: wow upset
2: actually that's the one thing that's maybe been good about the quarantine is that i'm not going out to eat as much
0: yeah. so Mar- marley's taking cooking at
2: home and buying groceries and stuff so
0: count marley and bad. i as impressed with that craig what marley count I- marley and i as impressed with your yeah. cooking from home
2: our yeah. shelves are stocked Craig, I know, you eat out a lot, so I
1: was like, "Oh, I wonder if Craig is 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 cooking? Like maybe you'll yep. you'll you'll make us something when we're we're gonna you're gonna come out of quarantine and be like a, a Michelin star chef." <laughs> because there's
2: no sports, I'm watching cooking shows and home improvement shows. So
0: changes <laughs> are happening. Before you never cooked and you don't own a home, so <laughs> there's all these things. Yeah, oh. something's happening. I don't. I'm going crazy. Oh, times are changing. It's great. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Let's do it again next week. We'll figure out if we can get this set up again with you guys on the FaceTime. They haven't seen this yet, so I'm going to send them a picture. Hope this screenshot of this. Good stuff. All right, guys, be safe, be well. We'll talk soon here on the 3 1 Fire.